Welcome to Standout Style, a podcast that tears down the uncertainties of style, fashion, and inner confidence. I'm your host, Camry Hill. I'm a personal stylist, digital entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three. I'm totally obsessed with helping women exude confidence from the inside out. In this podcast, you will hear style and wardrobe tips, as well as incredible stories of women who are out there showing up as their most confident selves, style and all. Welcome to the Standout Style podcast, Rebecca. Thank you so much for coming on. I am, I always get so excited before I interview anyone, but when there are women that have the energy that you carry, it like takes it next level. So thank you for coming. Oh oh my goodness. Thank you for having me. I'm just, I was thrilled when you reached out because I just know that the conversation we will be having today, I'm so passionate about. So it's just perfect. Yeah. Exciting. So if you go over to Rebecca's Instagram page, you'll see that her bio says, She is a seven-figure mentor for soul-led entrepreneurs, and she's also a Mm. mama of three. So I just would love for you to give us, obviously, a background on who you are Mm. um, so that my audience can get to know you a little bit, but also sort of your journey of how you got to where you are um, and sort of the background of your business in yourself. Yeah, beautiful. So I'm Swedish. I grew up in Sweden. Um, and I moved to Australia back in 2010 and it wasn't planned that I was going to stay here, but now I've got three kids and, you know, a house and a husband and like all of the things. And, um, yes, I moved here in 2010 and I've pretty much just, I got straight into work. I've done everything from hospitality to real estate. And then I think it was in 2014, I I landed a job for a fitness franchise called F45 Training. And when I started working for them, I was their global franchise manager. So basically, long story short, when someone bought a franchise, it was my job to make sure that that franchise was performing. So I was helping them with, with marketing, sales, you know, admin, like just the operation of the business and just kind of that being that support person for them. And I think it got to the point where I had 80 franchises globally on my books. Um, So then they decided to change my role. So I then became um, um, an induction manager so when they bought a franchise they would come and spend a week with me at head office and I will teach them how to run their business but what I noticed these incredible humans have pretty much spent their life savings on starting this franchise they come to an induction for five days and they were so good to be in their zone of genius as in training people but they had no business experience. So they would just be left after five days and go, off you go, go run your business now, good luck. And I really, obviously over the five days of working with them, I got fairly close with them and, you know, they were so passionate about getting it right. But when I sent them off, I just felt that I wanted to continue to help them. The kind of my journey with them wasn't finished. Yeah. 
so then I had a few people reach out to me on the side and said, oh, Rebecca, can you just help us with marketing or with sales or, you know, with systems and processes or whatever it was. And I started to do it on the side and on the side and on the side. And then it got to the point where I was making more money helping people on the side than what I did working for 45. So with much love and gratitude, I, um, I left. And from then on, I started my business. And that was back in 2000, beginning of 2016. Wow. And um then it just took off from then. So when I first started, I was only working with fitness franchises and running my business for a good couple of years. And then COVID happened. Mm -hmm. So basically I lost all of my revenue overnight because they were all fitness franchises. And so their gym shut down and obviously I couldn't do my job for them. So then I lost all of my revenue. And I knew there's something, I had to do something. But the most incredible thing was that I had so many women who had lost their jobs or they had to pivot or change. So they started to reach out to me knowing that I could help them, but they weren't necessarily in the fitness space. So I said, yes. And then I said, yes, again, and to one more and to one more. And that's how my coaching business was born. Um, so I basically rebuilt everything from the beginning of COVID. Yeah. Love that. What a journey, right? Like what a evolution of, you know, where your business takes you. I was, I actually just, I don't normally batch record, but I was just recording a podcast before the solo one. Um, and I was talking about my own business evolution. So it's just so interesting how you go through these different steps of your business Mm-hmm. And, you know, just that, that those changes in, I mean, obviously what life throws at you, but what drives you and what makes you light up and makes you passionate mm. about business, how it kind of just evolves into that space. And I feel like that's very much where I'm at in my business. Um, Beautiful. But I think it's so important for people to share like yourself being able to share that, you know, that it's okay, that evolution and being able to drive your business yes. to where you're passionate about is so important. And you share that a lot on your Instagram yes. and in your content. So um, that's something that I actually want to touch on um, here in one minute, but I do have a question. Um, yeah. And this, I do ask this question because I have a lot of women that I've actually had on the podcast, but even clients in the past. So you changed your Instagram handle um, yes. from, I think you were the millionaire mama before yes. to yeah. your actual name. So mm. I would love to um, pick your brain on why you decided to do that because I'm yes. like huge on personal brands. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I actually haven't spoken about it yet. So I was always Rebecca underscore Adahill. And then I had a lot of clients that would come to me and said, well, I want that business name and I want that business name. And like, and it was something completely different. Like it could just be like a random name. And I always voted against it because I said, I think you're, you are your own brand. And every time you place a name on it, I feel like it's like a layer. Mm -hmm. But I'm really big on, if you're a client of mine, you would know this. I I always walk the walk before I I give coaching. So I had to experience it for myself. 
So I wanted a name. So the past, I think I had it for five or six weeks. I had the millionaire mama Mm -hmm. and I wanted a name that was really in your face. That was very out there. That will kind of, if people are scrolling on reels, they will see that and they will stop and they will probably look on my profile. And I started to take notes on what happened with my Instagram, what happened with even how I felt. And um, I would love to share it because I changed the name and I felt so uncomfortable changing it. And I think the reason why I felt uncomfortable, first of all, there's somewhat I all immediately I felt that I boxed myself in. But I wanted to ride the wave. I wanted to ride the wave for at least like I wanted to change it back after like a week. But I was like, not enough data, Rebecca. Like hang in there, hang in there. And um, so after, here's what happened first. I changed the name. My engagement went through the roof. It went through the roof and people went, oh my gosh, who's this person? I just got all of these random followers. Don't know where they came from. And I just, I would just refresh my page without even posting content, I would have new followers there. Wow. So I thought that was really interesting. And then I would have clients of mine that reposted, you know, some of my content or they would tag me saying they just had a coaching session with me and they stopped using my name. And obviously they would just tag me as the millionaire mama. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't like it. I didn't like it because the way I show up in my business is from a place of heart and soul. It's me. Like when you work with me, you get all of me. Mm-hmm. I'm very much like an open book, like welcome, come into my home. Like I had clients yeah. over at my house last week and that is just how I am. And I felt this layer and then my engagement dropped after like two or three weeks, it went completely down and even clients, I don't know if this is, a reason or not, but they, they started to repost less. Mm-hmm. My engagement became less and I just didn't like the sound of it. Yeah. And I knew from having that experience and I was like, I need to change it back. I need to change it back. And I changed it back and I felt like it was this like weight off my shoulders. And I recall yeah. doing this story. I changed the name in the morning and I just put up a story and I said, good morning. I'm back. I am Rebecca Adahill. And I was like, oh, that feels good just to be me. But I, it was such a beautiful experience, though, to know that because now when someone says to me, should I have a different name? And I'm like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Like, no, yeah. because as we evolve, which is a very natural thing, like yes. you just said that you are going through in your business at the moment, you want to make sure that you can always evolve, like being okay with that, not being mm-hmm. boxed in. Like I'm a complete different person than when I was five years ago, like two years ago, even a year ago. So yeah. allowing ourselves to be that evolution and to always have that growth and just being like who we are without having to be boxed in as something or someone else. Yeah. And it was such a big learn, beautiful learning, um, but something I'm really passionate about now that I'm, I would never change my name ever again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. Thank you for sharing that because yeah. it was something obviously I noticed and I'm actually kind of thinking back. I'm like, is that when I found you is when you had the millionaire mama? I don't even know. It was, it felt like it was a long time ago, but 
Um, I just found it interesting because I do, I was actually at a conference um, about six months ago and Kate Toon, she was um, a speaker um, and she, one of the things that she said when she was on stage that really captured my attention was she said that she hid behind her logo for years yes. um, and she has like, she had all these different business names for everything new that she launched and has her, as her business evolved, she kept naming it these things because she didn't want to be Kate Toon. And I was like, Oh my God, that is so interesting Mm -hmm. because I remember when I started my personal styling business, I started looking at what other stylists were doing, you know, cause that's what you do when you start your business. You're like, Mm, Oh, what do I do? But I remember as personal stylists, that's pretty common for women to trade under their names. Um, So it made sense for me at the time. But as time has gone on and I, you know, work with women and see what other women are doing in the space who are really afraid, but because it's scary starting a business and putting yourself out there. Um, and you obviously know the important importance of personal brand, which is what we're going to talk about next, but just, it's like you're taking down the veil, right? Like mm-hmm. when you put your personal name on everything, it's your Instagram handle, you put your face out there, you put your your whole bold self out there. It's really vulnerable and really scary, but it's amazing what it can do for your business when you do step into that. Yeah. And, but what I think is really important too, is the boundaries that we have. You know, Mm -hmm. I know that I I share a lot online, but also you only really see 5% of my life. If that, that I have super clear boundaries of what I'm comfortable with sharing. So as much as I'm authentic and open and like I show a lot of me there are some things that I will never share online that I hold very much close to my heart that is not appropriate for um you know for me to share yeah and I think when you learn to establish those boundaries and you know even when I create content I I always ask myself what what outcome do I want with this piece of content Mm -hmm you know, what's the intention and what's the thought behind this piece of content? Yeah. Because then I don't feel like I always need to be on my phone and capture every moment because I want to be authentic. Yeah. That I have such a clear vision of what is good for me and also what is good for my audience. How do I best serve them? What do they need to see? Maybe there are some things that they actually won't even benefit from. Like I don't have to tell my audience if I'm having a really bad day. Yeah. Or if my, I don't have to, of course, my kids are having meltdowns, but I don't have to like film that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to film when I have um, a, a day where I'm lacking motivation or if I'm feeling like not like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If we just, if we can just have those boundaries, we can still be authentic when we show up. But we need to remember that we have a business to run. Mm-hmm. We have a brand, right? That, yeah. that we represent, which is us. Yeah. So being super clear what that looks like. And I think that that's when, when it started to become less stressful or like not stressful at all, like more enjoyable for me that it just feels like I'm, I'm so clear of what I'm posting and why I'm posting it and how we can serve my audience and how it can benefit them and connect with them. And I don't feel like I have to share every minute of my life, even though I am my own brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing advice. I think because you can sometimes those lines can get very blurred, can't they? <laughs> kind yes. of like 
feel the need to share every aspect of your life because maybe you see other people doing it and think that that's maybe their way to success. I think it's it's really important to evaluate what you're comfortable with, right? Like everyone's going to be so different and some people are happy to share more and some people are happy to share less. It's yeah. it's all about staying in your own lane where you evaluate what works best for you. A hundred percent. And someone reached out to me the other day and she said, oh, I really want to do this brand shoot with you, Rebecca. But she said, I don't want to be fancy. And I said, great. Awesome. Like, don't be fancy. Like, even if your brand is evolving, like having a brand that's evolving, that does not mean luxury. That does not mean like fashion and like high end. That Mm -hmm. means like to bring more depth to you, to like evolve whatever is happening for you. If that means like more fun or if that means like brighter bolder like whatever that means for you Mm -hmm. having an evolved brand doesn't really mean that you have to be high-end unless that resonates with you right that's right that's actually something that I was literally just about to ask you so um you highlight the importance of personal personal brand and elevating it right in your Mm -hmm. content um and even something that you talk about personally is that when you made that decision to elevate your personal brand and step into that space that you tripled your income so I actually would love for you to just sort of give us a a little picture of what that was like and maybe what that felt like in that time and what really drove you to be able to really lean into that space I love this question. I reckon I'll, I'll write a book about this one day yeah. <laughs> because it was such a distinct moment in my life. And the biggest thing what I realized, or first of all, it was a decision. And I've, I had a realization where I knew I was playing really fucking small. I was just holding back and I was just dimming my own light. I weren't like, I weren't showing up as as this, like, I'm here to stay as like a true leader, as a true coach is here to take up space. And I was just, I was just holding back. And when I realized that I'm like, no one is going to come and change this for me. Like I need to make the decision what I want. And I got such a super clear vision. It was like, I could see my future self. I saw what I was wearing. I, I got the exact feeling how I was feeling at the time. The look on my face, just I was so calm and I was so sure and anchored in like just the person I am and so comfortable. And I think what stood out the most about my future self was that I did not feel a need for external validation. And I knew a part of me and a fear that I'll probably forever be working through is the fear of not being liked. Mm. And I noticed that fear was showing up the way I was showing up online. Pretty soft, funny, not too out there. Just wanted to fit right in. Don't want to trigger everyone. Just, I'm just going to fit right in. Yeah. And I was like, fit right in. That's not going to get me very, very far. I got to change this shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I did that, I was like, 
wow, she is so sure of herself. She doesn't need validation from no one. She just has a knowing. And I got so clear of how she felt, who she was, how she dressed, how she felt, the way she spoke, the boundaries in her business. And I was like, all of that is available to me right now. That I thought it was so far away. But really, once I got really clear of what that looked like, it was right in front of me. The choice, isn't it? A choice. Yeah. And it just took off. Like, yeah. Like really took but- off. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. I think it's, it's, oh, it's just so amazing because I really, I find it like almost scary, weird because I, like I said, I just did a podcast and I swear I just talk about, I just talked about pretty much the exact same thing I've gone through this year. Wow. Um, and I just, I, it's probably a pretty common theme for a lot of women entrepreneurs right now who've like come out of like the two years of shit that we went through mm-hmm. <laughs> being mm-hmm. in lockdown and kind of like, I feel like we're all blossoming and being like, oh, like, let's just do what we want to do. Life is short. Things, you know, you never know what's around the corner. Just putting yourself out there and, you know, not like you said, not pigeonholing yourself into this box of having mm-hmm. to show up a certain way. And it just doesn't feel authentic mm-hmm. when you kind of feel like you're cl- like playing by the rules. And when you can get to that place where you feel just showing up how you want to and how you feel comfortable and it's going to be different for everyone it just it's like this whole new all these doors just start like flying open because it's just and it's just crazy isn't it how it just changes um like you said it just like took off I think it's amazing yeah and and I hope like to anyone that's listening to this I hope that you will say, oh, my brand has changed so much over the years. Mm-hmm. Like I would hate if you said, oh, my brand has stayed the same for the past five years, like nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to say it, I can almost guarantee you that your revenue will be very much the same. Yeah. The, the type of clients that you're attracting into your life will be very much the same. And this is like, even when, if we talk about positioning now, the type of client the type of woman or man you want to attract into your life, your personal brand very much comes down to that, how you choose to position yourself. And I know when I invest in coaches or mentors or, you know, even when I buy furniture or like whatever it is, the way it looks, it's really important. Yeah. The way it's put together, including us, it's very important. If I come onto someone's Instagram feed and I'm thinking about investing in them and their feed is messy and I'm thinking to myself, if their life or business on the field is messy, I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what their life will be off the field. If their shop front, aka your social media, if that is a mess and if that is busy and all over the shop and like, what's the rest of the shop going to look like? Like, your shop front is the most important thing. I love that you said that you have to go before your clients. Like, you have taken yourself through these tangible steps and evolution and what you're going, like, what you went through. So, I think that's important to just highlight that, you know, it's not this like 
oh, I'm going to just snap your fingers and you're there. Like it's a process, right? It's, it's, there's a lot of personal development and things that have to change. Um, I do want to ask you because showing up on social media and content, like we all know how important that is. And some people can get like so overwhelmed with the thought of it. So when you decided to sort of evolve and this brand, you know, presence really changed for you, I want to just ask you like, when you show up in your business and your content and what you wear, um, because obviously I'm a personal stylist and that's what I help women do is really mm-hmm. elevate their own personal style. What has that been like for you? Has there been some tangible things that you have changed in that period of time in terms of how you show up and your personal brand? And I mean, like you have some incredible brand photo shoots that, you know, you give a lot of behind the scenes and amazing gowns that you wear or, you know, just incredible images that you're getting. Like, why is that so important, not only for you, but for other people as well? Well, I think, first of all, that the way you dress, like I've always been really passionate about it. It's always just been a natural, you know, passion of mine. But I think it's such a mood changer. So if I were to do this podcast, like with no makeup and in my trackies or in my pajamas, I'm sure that I will speak very differently. They're like, I can guarantee you my Chanel earrings right now, they will 100% add a bit of spice to this conversation. 100%. <laughs> No, but I think that, you know, the way we dress, the way we present ourselves has a a direct, you know, impact on our mood and how we feel. And I believe the better I feel, the more likely I am to show up online. And it just started there, not because I was trying to be someone else I wasn't. It was just, what can I do for me to put me in the highest possible state my highest possible frequency so that I can show up and be the leader and the coach that I want to be. It's not someone else's strategy is not looking around what other people are doing and trying to seek this external validation or motivation. I knew it had to start with me like from the inside and out. And we have so much available. Like I promise you, it even comes down to like what coffee I drink my coffee out of in the morning. Like that matters to me. And people might think that is crazy, but like, it's a big deal for me. It puts me in a good mood. It puts me in a good frame of mind to start my day. And the way I get dressed in the morning, it's a process. And I love it. And the better I feel, the better I do, the better I show up, the clearer my mind is, the more inspired I feel and am. Yeah. Yeah. It's all energy, right? Like everything's energy, how you show up every day. I mean... 99% of women that I work with work from home. Mm. And so that can be really hard because people, I mean, I work from home as well, but you can fall into these traps of not Mm. showing up as your best because it's easy to be comfy, comfy when you're at home, you're not going into an office. So it's really good to show examples of women like yourself who is running such an amazing business and brand that it's important that you're showing up as you, as your best. And it does start off as number one yourself mm-hmm. and making sure you're feeling good, but like it's twofold to what you said before that when people come to your Instagram page or your website or whatever, how are you showing up? 
because then you're going to be attracting the right people, right? So it's it's sort of that double layer. Mm-hmm. And I think it's 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 important. It's all I mean it comes down to personal branding and 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 really just going within on like well how do I want to how do I want to feel? How do I want to envision myself in my business and it is ever evolving. So um thank you for sharing that. Something else I wanted to talk about because this actually like I can't even really explain, but would I, I think I heard you talking about it somewhere. I'm not hundred percent sure where, somewhere in your content. And I just was like, oh, thank God she said this <laughs> Oh, <laughs> because it made me feel so much better. So um, somewhere you said that somewhere along the way, you heard someone tell you that a successful business or that business should be boring <laughs> and- <sighs> I've been driving myself insane for probably years trying to fit the mold of a boring business. Like a successful business should be boring. And I'm like, what? Like, and for my personality, I've realized that I don't work that way. I'm not mm-hmm. like, so I just want to talk about this for a minute because it actually right. grinds Get it off me. your chest. Get it off. Let it out. I can feel it. <laughs> I think especially when you're a creative entrepreneur, like I'm extremely creative, you know, Mm. fashion, styling, that comes from an extremely creative space. And when you try to build a business from a creative mindset and you kind of get told by all these experts that you have to do this, this and this to be successful, then you're Mm. like, well, that's not really aligning to like how I feel or how I feel good Mm -hmm. showing up. Um, and I, I find that can be really hard. So I want to talk about this because I actually think it needs to probably be talked about more Yeah. because I feel like there's so many people telling us how to do things and, but it doesn't feel right. Like, mm. and I found myself in that space for probably a good three years of wow. like, yeah. and it was holding my business back and I've break, mm-hmm. broken through that this year. Thank God. But mm. hearing that from you was like, oh, so refreshing. Well, I think that, yes, we are taught and that is the word that like you, you, in order for you to have a long lasting successful business, it kind of should be boring. You like rinse and repeat. You repeat the same thing. You have the one offer and you scale that up to a million dollars and then like very structured. And have I followed that? Yes. Did that serve me? Um, Yes, it didn't. But my new way is far better. Was it good back then? Yeah. Is it fucking amazing now? Yes. So I'm going to pick that. And the biggest thing that I did was to literally start to listen to my intuition, to adding more like playfulness into my business. The way I show up, the way I coach, like when I'm in front of the screen with my clients, like how can I make that more fun? How can I make that more playful? How can I make my offers more fun and creative and out there? Yeah. That often, like we are so, whether you like woo-woo or not, we are so guided by our own intuition. And if you think that is like your universe or your God, or if that is just like you, Whatever it is, we are always so guided. Yeah. But we have been taught not to trust our intuition. And I reckon that is the biggest mistake because we know ourselves and we know our soul calling. Like when you really start to trust yourself and start to like really speak from your heart space, 
amazing things happen, like incredible things. I would have an idea just like flow in. And you know, when you feel that excitement, you have an idea and you're like, oh, I feel so excited about this. Execution, like immediately you have something drop in, boom, I would execute on it. And I know when I do that, I, I, like, I hold a level of excitement. Key thing when you take any kind of action in your business, it's not the action that generates the results. It's the excitement behind the action that generates the results. So if you don't hold, and this is why this is key, if you don't hold a level of excitement and you take like all of these actions, you won't get results. And I can, like, I, I call my clients out on this all the time because I can tell you're not excited about it. You're not excited about your offer. No wonder why you have crickets in your DMs because you're not excited. But if you're burning about something, if you're so fucking exciting about a new offer or a new, you know, service or whatever it is, and you feel that fire and you show up with that fire, that will resonate not the action, it's the excitement. So adding that playfulness, that your creative senses, like let them speak, like let them lead. Because I know that you are so anchored in who you are in your vision that the steps, they don't really matter. Mm -hmm. You don't have to know the steps. You need to hold a level of excitement and momentum so if you have an offer and I'm excited, boom, I'm going to launch into it. You're riding that wave of momentum. Then you have something else drop in. And then you're riding it again and again and again and again. Like that is how, that is how you quantum leap. Like that is how you, your business will skyrocket. And when I learned that way, shit went nuts in my world. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, yeah. that, it, is, it, it really took off. And it was the most beautiful thing to just trust myself. Oh my God. Something does, right? <laughs> Thank something you. Does, yeah. yeah. And yeah. really feel that like for your business or to anyone listening, like allow yourself to go there, allow yourself to change your mind, mm -hmm. allow yourself to evolve and to change and pivot and grow and change your mind put something out to the world and then you go, oh, you know what? I made a mistake. I'm not feeling it. Take it back. Change your mind. Go again. We are weighing so heavily down on every decision and every step to the point where, where we don't have flow, where we don't have momentum because we're not allowing ourselves to kind of ride this wave. So just if we all could just like loosen up a bit yeah. and if you have, of course, you're going to have a, um, a solid foundation, like a structure that is important. Your monthly reoccurring revenue. Yes, it's important without, you know, going into too much detail here, but then adding that playfulness on top of that as well, then, you know, you will never fall out of love with your business. And I think that's why most people, they, they fail or they stop running their businesses because they simply have not let themselves evolve with the business or they have evolved and the business have stopped and there's a disconnect. 
So it's simply just giving yourself the permission to fully go there. That's amazing. I actually um, have like this vision as you're talking about just as you're talking about that. I just am so glad you shared that. But I just kind of had this like visualization of like kids in school. And I like remember as a kid being told like you got to do this, this and this to get there. And, you know, this like structured strategy of you know, kind of following by the rules, like it never felt right for me. And I think it's so important because almost all of my audience that listens to this podcast are women entrepreneurs. It's like just having that refreshing point of view that you can run your business differently. And it's been the biggest awakening personally for me to go, because I, there are people who have personalities of strategy and structure and do it this way and rinse and repeat. And, you know, that works for a lot of, of business owners and that's amazing. But if it doesn't work for you, I love that you're just like, do it your way, ride the excitement. It's okay to like leap at things if that, cause I'm very much like that type of personality. When I get excited, I literally want to share it with the world right now. I'm like, yeah. you know, and, and that, yeah. that excitement, that passion was wavering for a period of time in my business. And I think, I just think it's so important to share that point of view. So it's extremely refreshing. I hope that this reaches every single person who needed to hear that today, mm. because it could really change your life and it could change your business if even, you hear that. Yes, absolutely. And even when you think the way you are creating content, if you don't want to be the funny girl dancing in reels, like don't do it. And sometimes that can actually cause more harm to your brand than, you know, putting a quote up there or like, you know, or just like a photo of you. You don't have to follow trends, mm -hmm. like be the trendsetter. Like you don't have to follow nothing as long. The only thing you have to follow is your intuition, is your soul. And this is why I work with women that, that runs soul-led businesses and allowing for that soul, allowing for that heart just to be loud. Then you don't feel the burden of creating content. Then you don't feel like a burden or pressure or overwhelmed to show up online. Yeah. There is nothing overwhelming about it. So good. So good. Oh, amazing. <laughs> it makes me very excited. I love your passion. I just love everything that you have to say. So um, I do have to ask you because obviously I'm a personal stylist and a lot of people listen to this podcast wanting mm -hmm. some style and fashion tips. So how would you describe your personal style and kind of how has that evolved as an entrepreneur? Because I know like we go through tons of evolutions all the time, um, but as an entrepreneur, how has that kind of changed for you? I wouldn't really say that it has changed as an entrepreneur. It's probably just changed as me as a woman, as I've matured. <laughs> um, but I think I would, the way I would describe my style is just, just classic. Like I'm pretty simple. You know, I don't like big prints. Like I'm very much like either I do a set all one color with a touch of Scandinavian. I like to bring out the Swedish in me. Um, yeah, just like pretty sort of sophisticated uh, with a bit of an edge. Like, and I'm pretty, I'm fairly basic um, when it comes to the way I dress too. A lot of my pieces are from Zara, like I go to H&M, like just very dish, 
just nothing like I love for my wardrobe to be that I can look at all of the pieces that I have in there and I can wear them seven days a week. Still, still feel like a million bucks, but I can wear it seven days a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really important to me. Minimalistic and maybe classic. Yeah. But some, <laughs> some fire behind it. Cause if you see some of your images, they're very impactful, even though they are still sim- simple, there yeah. is, there's impact behind it. So yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to end on a few little rapid fire questions, if that's okay. They're sort of just like some fun. (laughs) Since we got all into the deep end, like intense there for a little while, we'll um, (laughs) I'll ask you some fun ones. So what is your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Setting my own rules. I just know, like literally in my world, there are no limits. Like I can do whatever I want. Like whatever I want. That is the most fun thing. Like that is the most incredible thing that I just have the choice to set my own rules. Yeah. 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 Same. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) What's your least favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? That. hmm, What is my least favorite thing? I really struggled with this one. Um, (laughs) Gosh, because let me throw um, despair towards you. <laughs> well, let, let me tell you this because my husband will say to me sometimes, oh, have a break, or you know, or other friends have told me to slow down or not to work so much. And it's actually like the worst thing they can say to me that if I go away on a vacation or staycation or I just go away for a weekend. I'm like, please allow me to work. Like, it's my biggest passion. It's what I love to do. Out of if I have a, a day off on a Sunday, and if I could do anything, I would work. Mm-hmm. Like, that is actually how much I love it. So it's really difficult to to answer that. Maybe actually, I think the 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 hardest thing for me is sometimes feeling misunderstood for that exact reason for others around me not to understand how important this journey is for me. Yeah. Yeah. A million percent. <laughs> yeah. When like, you oh, have friends, yeah, that's yeah. the one. <laughs> that's why entrepreneurs tend to like band together so much. And I think totally. that's why we like end up having so many other friends who are business owners because it's like once you meet people who just get it, like especially if you have like an online business, And when they just understand how you tick and how you work and how you're passionate about it, like people who go to a nine to five who hate their job and they just like don't understand how much you love working, they just don't get it. It's like, right. It's really hard to try to articulate that to someone who just doesn't do it themselves. So I get that. Totally. And sometimes I used to like dim my own light or like play it down or not really talk about it when I was around those kind of people. When I was like, can I just unleash? I just want to be in this space and all yeah. I want to do is talk about this and, you yeah. know, what we can do and all the possibilities and just be in that energy. Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. would be it. It's hard sometimes. But yeah. <laughs> and then you just got to find your crew. You just got to yes, find your you crew do. and then yeah. that problem's gone. <laughs> yes, yes, it's very true. Um, okay, two more questions. Um, what is your favorite item in your closet? I would say it's this white, yeah, it's a white dress from um, AJE and it's got the 
this big puffy shoulders on it and it's just so simple it's beautiful but with these big shoulders and I feel so feminine when I wear it um yeah that's definitely my favorite piece oh amazing yeah beautiful okay um and you kind of already touched on this a little bit but if there's like one style tip that you've learned over the years I know like you're a mom of three just like I am so it's like and a business owner like you kind of pick up tips along the way if you could share like one style tip what would it be wear pieces of clothing that just increases your mood that makes you feel good I think that is the biggest thing for me when I get dressed like how it's so important to feel good like and I mean like your mood the mm-hmm. way you feel about yourself, like wearing stuff that just makes you feel good and whatever that is for you um, is what you should wear. And especially when you're a mom, and here is what I do when I'm working from home. I have super clear boundaries of when I'm what. So what I'm wearing now, when I tap into my mode, I have this little routine that I do where I get changed out of this. And I take off my jewelry and I put on, you know, something else. So I have that transition mm-hmm. because otherwise you don't really get it. Otherwise I'm always sort of on being work Rebecca or mum Rebecca that I have that super clear transition where I would get changed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing is just to wear stuff that really kind of boost your mood. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Perfect answers. Such great answers. Thank you so much. Well, I expected nothing less, but like passion, fire and amazing, you know, business advice from you. So thank you. Um, I just always find it so amazing that every podcast guest that I get on here always seems to come at the right time. So you have come at an incredible time in my life where you validated a lot of things that have happened in my business. But I know it's so important, not only, obviously I'm selfishly taking like all these mental notes, but awesome. it's yeah. so important for the women who are going to listen to this, who also needed to hear what you had to say today. So mm. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I would love for you to share where these ladies can find you and how they can work with you. Yeah, beautiful. Um, And also, thank you for having me. I've had the best time, quickest hour of my life, I think. (laughs) Um, So I think the best would be just to find me on Instagram, which is Rebecca underscore Adihill. And just drop me a DM. There are a few different ways that we can work together. So I'm serving women that are in the startup space all the way up to seven figures. So um, there are a few different ways. So just reach out in DMs and we can connect and, and yeah, go from there. Amazing. Definitely yeah. go find her, follow her on Instagram, ladies. She's got, she goes live a lot and I just love listening to you talk. So thank you so much for coming oh, and all the information will be down in the show night notes for everyone to find her. You can click over um, and find her really easily. So thanks for coming and have a beautiful day. You too, beautiful. Thank you thanks. so much. Bye. One of the biggest requests I get off of women on my social media is how to dress stylish yet comfortable to work from home in. So many of you guys struggle with this and trying to figure it out on your own. So I went and made the most incredible resource all for free. The work from home capsule wardrobe free download is now available. This resource will help you create the perfect capsule wardrobe 
that will be both comfortable and stylish so you can confidently create an empire from home. You head over to camryhill.com forward slash WFH to download your free guide or head over to the show notes down below and I will include the link for you to get your free resource. Thank you for tuning in on another episode of the Standout Style Podcast. If you are loving what you hear, I would be so grateful for you to leave me a review. It just means so much to me as a podcaster and for the show to be rated on iTunes and all the podcast platforms. If you want to leave me a review, I would honestly just love it and appreciate it so much. I love going over and reading what you guys have today to say. I appreciate you until next time.